was exciting, but it was also scary. It was exciting because I had the potential to really build something. It was frightening because if I make mistakes, I can doom the nation forever. So it was a huge responsibility on your shoulders, and you felt that. Yes. I spent six to nine months doing PR. This may sound strange. Basically, what I did was to do public relations work. Why? Because in the country, there was an incredible amount of tension. Many white people really believed I was there to destroy the high quality of education of their children. I also had to convince black parents and black teachers that I was going to take critical steps to ensure there was equitable provision of education of high quality, but that it would take time. And I had to convince the parents that we could work together to achieve a good quality of education without destroying the benchmarks that had been set by white education. And the expectations of the black majority were very high because yes. they'd been waiting yes. for independence. And so immediately they want everything to change. And you had, you had to manage that. That was the most important thing that I had to manage, to manage expectations and to convince people that I was the right person for the challenge that was there. So by doing this PR, I started hearing rumors that some white parents and teachers were saying that I was somebody they could work with. I also capitalized on the fact that I had had a very good education in Britain at Sussex University, had a PhD in physical chemistry. I cannot be that stupid. And I also told white parents, that I'm not going to bus any children because I had discovered that busing had not always worked well in, in America. I said <laughs> I was going to bring education to the children and not bus children to go and get an education. Because in the 70s, there was all that controversy in Boston in the US and various other correct. towns where the busing had become very, very controversial and divisive. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I also say to them, because there is a premium on space in secondary school. If there is a, a space at Oreo Girls High School, I am going to bring a black kid there, but yeah. it's not my responsibility to bus them. It's the responsibility of the parents to take the children there or back, that it was purely voluntarily. The other thing I said was that many schools, like one time I was in Bulawayo and I was talking to white teachers, I said, you know, Popoma High School, doesn't have a single A-level math teacher, doesn't have a single A-level physics teacher. But here at Evelyn, you have got four teachers who can teach physics and math at that level. If any of you are willing to go and teach in these township schools, I guarantee you that you'll be safe and I assure your safety. But it's, it's up to you to decide whether I want to do it. What was amazing was the number of white teachers who offered to go and teach in these schools, particularly white women teachers. 
the PR worked very well to me because it enabled me to start planning for the new education system that we were going to establish. So that was your first year or so. And were you under pressure from your cabinet colleagues or from Robert Mugabe to go faster or did they see that that was the right way to go about it? I was under an incredible amount of pressure. There were even rumours that uh, the new Minister of Education is clueless, doesn't know what he is doing. But I kept Mugabe completely briefed. And Mugabe knew what I was capable of doing because when we were in the struggle, I'd established these schools from nothing. He'd seen what you did in Mozambique, so he knew you could do this, yeah. Yes, so he said, give him space. So all I said to Mugabe is, give me a year. So Mugabe then started saying to the people, don't worry, he knows what he's doing. So we started developing a new teacher training program because for us, it was very important to have teachers. And then remember that in Mozambique, all our schools were under trees. All what I knew then was, you need a teacher and you need the students you need teaching materials. That's all you can conduct education anywhere. And then the tree gives you some shade, which is really helpful. It's really yes, helpful yes, as well. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I said, I said, ideal, of course, you want the proper classroom. But if you are in the worst of circumstances, don't focus on infrastructure. Focus on what goes on between the student and the teacher and the means to be able to do this effectively. Yes, it's, I, I often say a school is the people, not the building. Correct. And that's exactly the same, uh, the same thought. First, we developed the Zintec, where we were actually now using the so-called dual method in German, where teachers are trained for one year, they go and they teach while they continue their education in the second year, and then they come and do the third year in college, and again they go and do the fourth year. In, and this method turned out, which we had piloted in Mozambique, turned out to be so effective that to this day, that's how they train primary school teachers in Zimbabwe. 